Hey lads, this is Chessman, your audio captain speaking, with a cold open, uh, with an update. Um, if you were paying attention, we did not, in fact, release an episode last week, per se, uh, and that's my bad, I'll take that one. Since we've started this thing, we've been slowly weeding out various audio issues, and usually we can just roll with the punches, but we just had to scrap an episode or two because of some internet shenanigans. And between that and, you know, this whole COVID-19 business, it's been tough. But we are back in action. Uh, since our schedules are pretty free right now, we're thinking of moving to a weekly schedule starting now. But before we get to that, one last thing. It is the end of season one. We did it, lads. Nine worlds. A nice, uh, round number. We want to send them off somehow before we start the new season, and honestly, looking back, we kind of miss some of those weird fellas. So next week, we're doing a season recap. We'll be looking back, uh, talking about our favorite worlds, a few of our favorite moments, and maybe some things we created that we regret bringing into being, and giving them all their final hour in the sun before we put them away. And at the end, we are going to pick one, just one world, to revisit. So if you want to be a part of that discussion, you can send us your thoughts. Our email is 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. That's 30 spelled out. And our Twitter is at lorelads. So you can follow and tweet at us there. We might read some of it on air. We will definitely read all of it. But do send it before next Thursday evening, because that's when we record. And, you know, if you're listening to the show and you just want to say hi... We would absolutely love that. Well, that's all I've got, so I'll let you get on. Chessman out. Enjoy the show. Imagine if good. Sisyphus was like lame and he's called Sisyphus. He was like weak. Wow. <laughs> what is it? Uh, uh, Sisyphus. Right? Sisyphus. Sympathus uh, is what the kid's talking about. Belvin, it's great uh, to yes. have you back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in the when driver's seat now, boy. When great get together, you know, you just get gold. Yeah, okay, oh. I'm good get now. all the boys together again. I can't push this boulder. <laughs> it's too Oh heavy. my god. <laughs> Why well, just did this yesterday? What it goes up. Oh, this pretty lady who told me Come to on. keep pushing the boulder, and I said, okay. It goes down. Maybe I'll get to data one day if I keep pushing this boulder. It's Sympathus. Sympathus. I check into the Sisyphus pod once a day like every other American. We can't literally rip that off. <laughs> you have well, to stop. Uh, you say that, but... <laughs> we cannot literally just recite the text of it's that. It's copyrighted. <laughs> it's not trademarked. Or it just I don't know how that works. Read it into the microphone over and over again for 45 minutes. Oh, man. Are they going to sue us? We're in Rift City now, baby. And you know it's Rift City when... Susiefus. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. That might be... I mean, We could get 30 minutes on just that alone, guys. No, we've definitely hit the limit on Greek puns. Dude... You've hit that. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. <laughs> Welcome to 30 Minute Worlds, the podcast where we create a magical fantasy world or soft sci-fi, depending on how we feel, 
based or off of frogs or frog fantasy we do frogs sometimes took the frog pill the three yeah. genres the three the three classical stories uh man versus self man versus god uh frog quest and sentient hair that was that was more than three well it the four stories I'm pretty sure that's man versus God. <laughs> man versus sure the hair is man, man versus, versus self and man versus God are the same story. And we can go into the technicalities of that later. <laughs> oh boy. We can go into the Nietzschean ramifications of that. I'll note that down. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, my my dad did listen to the to the hair one and he he referred to the hair as a god. And I I I, I was very confused because I don't remember ever talking about it like that. Is this is this how um is this how uh cargo cults start no the, like, the hair i i did imagine something divine and terrible like a japanese kami descending oh. upon the world but mm. i mean maybe a collective that, consciousness once it gets to any kind of size yeah. like that is maybe your dad is uh, cultured and appreciates the japanese worldview a very kami deep cut uh, was it space cuts nine deep cuts nine it, it was Th deep true cuts, cuts deep cuts nine would have been good we do a pizza episode now fuck fucking your prompt cannot be pizza if <laughs> you just come on it <laughs> right now if, if your prompt can be car radio <laughs> my <laughs> prompt can be deep dish pizza. there's not a more destructive prompt in this universe than it whistling radio. turned out to be the bomb i'll remind yeah, you whistling did suck we had deep two car episodes in a row. That's the episode. Just twist guys. the knife. It's just been thrown off air with uh, a pretzel crust. I'm gonna roll a four sided die now to determine which of us is gonna be the lore lad who gets. As I'll remind the listeners, uh, they don't generate a prompt, but they get creative control of the setting. They resolve disputes and they take the setting in the direction largely that they want to go with us suggesting things. They get creative control of the setting until Walt decides to talk over them. I would T minus three minutes, buddy, till that <laughs> until that goes down. Uh, I've rolled a four, which means uh, Belvin, it is your turn to be the lore lad this week. Well, well, well. <laughs> Looks I like quake. I'm the lore lad. Okay, uh, y'all. I got regret being mean to you in middle school. <laughs> Y'all got some fresh manure? We can grow beautiful flowers. Oh, dude, I got some. I got some yeah. words, but how are y'all feeling? We got, we got some, we got some steamers. We got some good stuff. Yeah, I, I couldn't find the time to prep one word this week. Um, I'd like to see an attorney, actually. Please. please uh, my prompt uh, word yeah, is green. Green. I'll take it. My prompt word is prison. Uh huh. Okay. Do we, have a third, do we have a third member here? No, we can't do blue. Blue would be too obvious, right? Be, In a world. Uh, please don't choose blue, two colors. In a world where Chessman shuts the fuck yes, up this and is picks officer. a <laughs> Blue, green. Blue, um, you're my best man. But these are green streets. <laughs> uh, okay, Chessman, what's man, your. Aquamarine, bring them all together. Chessman, what's your unironic prompt? Uh. My unironic prompt. Oh, man. I guess it's dogs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Green prison dogs. 
is what we have to cook with. Wouldn't wanna, wouldn't wanna eat at that fucking vendor stall. No, wait, I I'll wanna tell change you right my prompts <laughs> to That's call radio. <laughs> Green prison dogs is, I think, how we got coronavirus. You ever had a prison dog? <laughs> no, we are not allowed to riff on the coronavirus. <laughs> they cook in the toilet. <laughs> oh. I revoke. This uh, okay. is just reservoir dogs. Wait. Crap. Uh, green prison dogs. This is interesting, because when I heard green in prison, my first thoughts were like, nature world, prison world, right? Yeah. Uh, and now we but have dogs. dogs involved. Well, it could still be a nature natural prison world what if instead of dogs uh, no what if instead of us just going the lazy route and making everyone dogs dogs are involved in the functioning of the prison somehow integrally cerberuses cerberuses uh, that could be cool that could be cool oh. huh like huh? hell but the fire is green that, yeah it's that hell makes, for people that were mean to the environment Mm. Oh, I like where oh, your okay. like head's yeah. at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> which one? <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe everyone who dies from climate change goes to uh, nature hell. Wait, even the good people who fought against? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the, the, the nature hates us all. <laughs> what, if we, green piece what if you activists? die from a... Oh. Uh, what if you died from something caused by climate change, like social instability? Like violence. There's different wings of the prison, depending on how. Uh -huh. Yeah, different circles of green hell, right? Yeah. If you've ever actually, if you've ever seen uh, uh, the, the Good Place, yeah, everyone, is, everyone goes to this hell. You're right. Just every, everyone does go to this hell. But yeah, maybe but there are different. Uh, maybe there could be like different sections for different people. Um, like if you were, if you tried to be like a half ass environmentalist, you would have like your own section of hell that isn't as bad as if you were like an oil bear. I think I think we should make mm -hmm. that section kind of nice, you know, for the random people who are. I'm not speaking with any uh, <laughs> worry on the subject. So what what circle of green hell do you go to if you blow up like an oil refinery? You go to green heaven, dude. Oh. If it's a but protest, you did blow it up, right? And you blew up an oil refinery and you did release oil into the ocean. So, you know, I think that's the worst. I think that's the worst you can do. Uh, I don't know. If you did it to raise awareness of the environmental catastrophe that we're all living through. But, but what if that raising that awareness just uh, made oil barons uh, arm their oil tankers? Well, then, I don't know, man. I'm not a fucking... I don't know. That, I didn't that was major my go-to blowing up oil terrorist act. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't major in just cause to... Uh, in college. <laughs> I did, essentially. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> if I remember college correctly, you did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For us to get the sponsorship money, you have to say Just Cause 2 a couple more times, actually. Yeah, we should hit yeah, our just, quota just for this episode. We hit the five. Uh, I like the idea that Green Hell is indiscriminate in its hatred of the human race. Yes, maybe mm. the so Earth generated goes there. There are different circles of the hell that are barren worse, but like you're not getting into green heaven because you are part of this. this yeah, you're hated, the plague. This hated species that destroyed uh, the the nature spirit. Like I think. Idea. Oh. As we said, only our distant, distant ancestors get to go to green heaven. Like yes. Pre fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like if you're basically an animal. 
An animal, so I would say. Well, probably. just like closer to being an animal, yeah. Well, closer to not pretending mm-hmm. like you're not. If you had taken the frog pill, you could presumably go. <laughs> no, this is not a crossover episode. Oh, it could be. No, uh. <laughs> the frog world is just a section of this hell. <laughs> what if, uh. So tell me more about these fucking dogs. What do they do? They're one third of our setting. What do any prison guards do? They patrol they move prisoners they i guess do, do real prisons have disciplinary action or is that just a movie prison yeah they where, throw you yeah, in the hole isolation is like the main okay. tactic uh no because what i was thinking of was like they beat the shit out of somebody well well in green hell they do because uh, nobody yeah. ever gets beat up in real prison yeah or <laughs> real hell you know that's why our, our setting's edgier than both <laughs> What if the dogs are the spirits of actual dogs? But okay. Because they had no part in the, the demise of the planet. They were not punished. They had no agency, you mean? Yeah, but why would other animals not be picked? Because yeah. dogs are man's best friend. Yeah, that's, oh. it, it's the turning of the knife, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I kind of like that's, that. Oh, that's so... What, nature, why are you so mean Nature's to us? a fucking <laughs> conniving... Well, she's had a long time to work on it. Yeah, I think the central question of our setting right now is uh, what consciousness or like oh, what is nature yeah. in this case? Oh, yeah, we're hitting consciousness territory. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of God are we talking about? What sort of super consciousness mm. we imagine? That it, at one point it was very benevolent and kind and really did just like all life on the planet. And we have just ruined that. Yeah, like, it does not give a fuck about anything that or rather about about us, basically, because at one point we were mm. like it's children, too, but we fucked it up. So, yeah, because we're part of the life force. So that's why it's able to control our souls after we die. So instead of recycling our souls like we didn't recycle anything, <laughs> it would send our souls to a special uh Let's call it a vacuole, like a plant cell would have. A oh. vacuole that is this huh. generated prison, essentially. But because it's nature and it can't talk, this prison's built for us to make us bad. It's a, it's a natural response to a creature that a consciousness that can evolve into anything. But uh, it doesn't have a way to communicate to us that this is what's waiting for us. Right, you can only sequester away the souls after they pass. Right, which ironically doesn't do anything. Except for punishment, which is sort of like a human concept too, right? That's what's interesting to me about this day, is that the whole idea of like revenge, like a human, like uh, subjective, individualized concept. Oh, I like that. It's good. That's why I'm so fascinated with like who this nature is. Yeah, who gets to exact revenge on whom? Well, it's funny because it's funny because nature, like what we're doing to the planet right now, um, it's it's making it harder for us to live on the planet, and it is making it harder for most animals to live on the planet. Um, it's not making it harder for the planet to exist. Like, we can fuck it up totally beyond repair, so we'll never be able to. Like, it'll take, uh you know, thousands of years, millions of years to recover. But 
a planet will eventually recover and like in geologic time will just be fine. I mean, I don't um, know about f- I don't yeah, geologic well, yeah. time sure. Sure. It'll be fine. But there is a watershed moment though, right? Like mm-hmm. eventually we fuck shit up to the point that it won't naturally just get better if we just go away forever. So this setting mm-hmm. presumes that nature is can control our spirits after we die. Yes. That it can sense out what would be painful to us uh literarily and that it kind of created this environment for us to go to uh to torture us maybe consciously maybe nature can't do anything consciously who knows you know what the more i think about it the more i feel like the agents that creates the prison shouldn't just be like nature itself but be someone who has tapped into nature like a druid of some sort or it could be like animals it could be very intelligent animals that just have consciousness consciousnesses that we don't understand. Yeah, it could be Gorilla Grodd. It could very well yes. be or the greatest villain if, of our time. Gorilla Grodd. Well, what if instead of just going to Green Heaven, certain animals, like, after death, their consciousnesses meld into this sort of well, greater it's funny awareness? And what if it's something like, it's creatures that we've made extinct? In Green it, Heaven, yes. here's the thing, uh, the animals are there too, it's just outside the prison. Like, it's just, they get to go outside. In infinite nature, yeah. Like an earth dream. Right. It's Green heaven is a world with no humans in it. Well, so if nature, or this aspect of nature, can control human souls, why does it need dogs to guard us? Is it just a psychological torture thing? Or this is, is what like... Belvin was getting at, was that there needed to be some knowledge of humanity and consciousness behind the backstab dog decision, I think. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking through the, like, druid who is tapped into primal force type thing. Because a a hell with, like, specific psychological torture devices like having our best friends be our guards uh, would be wrought by maybe, like, an angry environmentalist type, more so than nature itself. Mm -hmm. Nature is Yeah, because nature is kind of passive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sort of like a poison ivy type. Who yes. sort of became one with nature. Mm-hmm. Right, who tapped into and, the life force. Like Sephiroth. Right. <laughs> sure. I'm replaying that. It's it's pretty good actually, but we're legally not allowed to go more than one episode. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <a Final> Fantasy <laughs> reference. the only normal one on this podcast. <laughs> it actually does remind me of a character from Just Cause 2. Um, <laughs> were there characters in that game? Uh, Technically, uh, no. And uh, remember, huh. kids, to download the demo for the Final Fantasy 7 remake from Square Enix. Never heard of that No, game. it's not out. Uh, it is, no, the demo's out. The okay. demo's Back out. on track, boys. Perhaps the druids... Like, if it were a druid, like, if it were, like, some, like, nature shaman who ascended, like, who would it be? Would it be a Celtic uh, druid from hundreds of years ago? Would it be... I kind of like the power and unpredictability that Kami have. I know we were touching on that earlier. Oh, yes, but yes. this makes me think nature spirits being channeled to create something. And well, to... Yeah? Could it be... A melded being, like a consciousness of anyone that's ever died protecting nature. In some sort of capacity. Maybe. The thing about like people who are environmentalists is that they're usually pretty good people. Yeah. (laughs) I think even they wouldn't be as vengeful as 
Well, it's maybe this- an offshoot sect of druids fused their consciousness with the life force and gave up their physical bodies to exert untold power over it. Vindictive asshole druids. Yeah. Speaking of vindictive asshole druids and environmentalism, you know the island of Avalon? You you right to remember? You, I mean, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming that the viewers uh, slash listeners all all know the story of uh, of the of England and and uh, and Arthur. Yes. And yeah. uh, the 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 quest for the continue. Uh, yes. What are they called? The it's Chaos Emeralds. The, yes, the Chaos Emeralds mm-hmm. of England. Um, Avalon does mean Island of Apples. And that is essentially where they all went. That was like their, it's sort of like sailing east sort of thing. Yeah, the Isles of the Blessed. Yeah, they, they, they sail to, they go to Avalon and that's where they, they, I, although I think they left. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's not, that's not great. <clears throat> but what if they did stay and they just died on Avalon? Could be like Merlin. Merlin was a druid actually. Was he? We don't, it's, yeah. it's actually neat. Like historically, we have no idea what the druids were about. Right. We know nothing about them. Yeah. <laughs> we only have what the Romans wrote down about them, and what the Romans wrote down about them generally wasn't very positive. Yeah, it's like, yeah these guys. Uh, we know that they blood may- sacrifice. Uh, we don't even know that the Druids built Stonehenge. We don't know if Druidism existed at the time that Stonehenge was built, or any of the principles of Druidism, or who were Druids and who weren't in history. We have no knowledge yeah, and of the, it. And the and the Merlin story with druidism does get really weird because there's like two different merlins depending on who's telling the story lorland help like, us yeah, one of them was a yeah druid in Ro- i know I, i'm thinking times. i think uh yeah. the druid merlin sails from the isle of avalon to japan harnesses oh, the power shit. of the nature kami the nature spirits oh shit uh because he has seen a vision of impending environmental doom so he begins channeling this nature hell um in an attempt to destroy the people who will destroy the earth, but it doesn't actually do it. it just uh, it just steals the souls of the people who did anyway. Yeah, it's just punishment time. Well, what if Merlin had plans for a part two? So kind of a shot at resurrection. Mm-hmm. So what if Merlin had planned to enact this hell? That's like, oh, you spend X years in hell, but then you kind of get to get out and you get one chance to change your ways and so that way everyone would get to experience it eventually and leave and they'd know about the spell and they'd know about what was happening like but he, he died before he fucking got to the second part well maybe he can still I like the idea of the nature of hell like potentially teaching people and not just being like a nihilistic we killed the earth and now right right it, it's, it's there to teach you a lesson I, I think it makes more sense that people think he died uh like before he got to the second part but he's actually the second part was actually it's just that it the time scale that he's work that he's working on with that is is much bigger than anybody would expect or believe it's much grander right. i think we can leave it yeah. ambiguous for now like well, i actually been- like i like that chessman because at the time that he did this he couldn't have anticipated how good we would get at destroying the yeah, planet that's maybe true too yeah. Like, because we're really good at it now compared to whatever contemporary Arthurian times would be. Like, second, third century. Yeah. The prison, all the magical energy because of 
how many more people there are in the world and how much better we've gotten at destroying the environment, a lot of the magical energy that creates the place is focused exclusively on expanding the prison very rapidly. You saying there's overcrowding in Green Hill? Yes, and because all the magic's tied up there, maybe phase two can't come into play. It's an it's its own ecological crisis. I will see if phase two doesn't happen, then there's no conflict at all. It's uh, just people in boxes. Yeah. And the setting remains like completely static. In yeah, that I, like, case. I like there being a potential yeah. for phase two. Um, like maybe okay. it's a, the mystery of Merlin. I want to take a little time and like flesh out the setting itself. Yeah, let's do that. Now we know why it exists. Okay. Uh, Like, for example, what if the species that we've killed each becomes a torture device? Like each species. Yeah, I like that. Like every bird that died off picks up (laughs) rivals. That would get repetitive (laughs) after that eight hundredth type of bird. (laughs) It's like its beak shape is slightly different. Because birds are very different sizes with very different uh, beaks and very different like <laughs> levels of intelligence. So you would actually, yeah. I got large ones. Pick you up and then drop. Three you. words yes. for y'all: extinct insect pit. Ooh. Oh god! That they just push your ass into. <laughs> oh, we really god. got a lot of options with pits there. Extinct snake pit. Yeah. Extinct dinosaur pit. No, but we didn't do yeah, that. that was, uh, yeah, that wasn't that was on us. Accident. Merlin didn't even know that dinosaurs yeah. existed. They are in it, green wait, heaven, though. Yeah, Very I'd say quick, that. We want to get sidetracked on this, but are there dinosaurs in green hell? No, they're in green, green heaven. heaven. They're in yeah. green hell? I don't think that makes they, sense, because humans didn't do anything to them. There's nothing karmic about a relationship with dinosaurs. Yeah. Also, true. well, no, there is, because we're piping their dead bodies out from the ground and using them in our car <laughs> we are dishonoring their legacy yeah the commie yeah. was very insistent that <laughs> dishonor be punished by the commie <laughs> yeah. really likes dinosaurs it was the only oh. way that he signed on kerosene is the fuel of sin would it be cool if the commie warmed like uh patrolled this prison like a warden yes with it a fucking be cool. that'd be fucking tight dude. he's like a walking japanese tree stump man yes mm-hmm. Or giant radish. Yes, he's a radish man. <laughs> giant radish ward. <laughs> be cool. And people see and they're like, oh, that's so endearing. And then he just like hits them. He beats yeah. the shit out. <laughs> so we, we've talked a lot about animals and how that works into the setting, but but we haven't really touched necessarily on plants. Um, and I really feel like that kind of forms the aesthetic of all this. Yeah. Right? Like it wouldn't be made mm. out of stone or concrete. Oh, it's or green, it would be this, yeah. This massive, like, labyrinthian, like, wooden structure, I guess. But it's yeah. growing out of the ground. Yeah, I think there's to be a section of it that is decaying. Like, a really, like, peaty, mossy, organic, just, like, death section. Um, well, yeah, because that section, that's where all the, um... You have to have some place for all the fungus to live. <laughs> well, they wouldn't be in the I prison. Mean, there's a lot of things that feed on death. That setting is also a subplot. <laughs> It turns that, out that elicited, three, that elicited yeah. an unpleasant reaction in me. At uh, least two of our past what? podcasts are just subsidiaries of Green Hill. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is the plan all along. Frog oh my god, it's Frog World. Quest in Green Hell? Yeah, Why, Frog no. Quest is just oh my god. a phase of Green no, Hell. It's not canon. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> I'm the overlap. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's unchecked power it. we've given you. <laughs> it's the it's the a giant ice ball theory. Green hell is actually just it's it's round, but it's it's just this. It didn't do you mean a snowglow? Gigantic ice ball. Leaning into commie and Are shit. What if it were more? Sorry. No, no. What if it were organic still, but it were more of a pagoda-like structure? Oh, like a giant pagoda with Extending each section of it. Endlessly, yeah. Parts? I'm talking more yeah. like paper walls and shit because they're never going to see the outside of it. Well, why? Because they like... fucking suck. Yeah. It's patrolled by dogs that can fly and shit, like magical spirit creatures or whatever. Well, and I dig the idea aesthetically of like these gigantic tori, like the Shinto gates that are grown just naturally out of the ground that are just fucking enormous. Oh, that'd be badass. I think the dogs should also be supernatural in some way to distinguish them from the other animals in the setting. Yeah, they've been empowered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also dogs are like spiritual creatures in Japanese uh, mythology. Like they can what possess if, like, people and shit. Misplaced mm. loyalty is why they are the wardens of this prison. Like they didn't intend to do it, but they were like loyal to us. Oh, they're like, if you're going to fuck with the humans, like we at least want to be with them while you do it. So There's they're like a karmic debt to pay. Mm -hmm. I kind of no, I kind of like that because. It also implies the dogs still love humanity in mm -hmm. some way and feel an obligation to help them even these dog spirits it makes it just that little bit more horrifying <laughs> well maybe somewhere. it would mean that the dogs are less violent toward prisoners than say some of the other conjured creatures or the kami itself yeah, maybe the dogs just keep people in line right right sometimes for their own safety yeah I like that what are some other sections like I think there should be a forest fire section of the hell Mm -hmm. I guess kind of like standard hell stuff just with <laughs> plants but <laughs> more wood uh, yeah you're on earthquake fire from like fracking right like yeah and like just... choking on like shitty water a smoke filled room dying of poisons smoke section yeah you can't breathe hmm. I'm trying to think of a way to incorporate because like the warming of the planet itself is like I mean you can just make the room hot but like fire kind of covers There's that. There's a room with no fucking air and it's just water and they drown endlessly. They can't die. Oh yeah, because you know we're melting the ice packs. Yeah, you could have a deep sea uh, sort of deal. I'm imagining that the way that you would if like if you could uh, get between these sections, you would do it by walking through a tori. Like they're sort of connected. And there's like this, in order to confuse people who are trying to escape, it's not like everybody's chained because that wouldn't make you feel like you're, that wouldn't really make you feel like you're trapped. That would make you feel like you're like arrested. If you try to leave, there's a forest in the way and you just get lost and end up in another part of hell. I like that. It really, it plays up this like, you know, you might be planning to escape for like months and months and you make your shot and you go through the Tory and you're just in a worse part of the prison. Right. And also it's it makes sense because it's nature. It wouldn't generate structures like walls like we would conceive of them, I think. Well, if it's all Merlin plus nature, it's a yeah, Merlin added some structure, I'd say. But the commie was yeah. like, listen, I got to go free form. Here. You, you I got can't it. pitch yeah. pagoda as the aesthetic, and say like, no, we use human structures here. Yeah, the, the, kami, the kami likes some likes them like he like pagodas. He likes them. There oh. are certain sections I think that are outside, maybe, but walled off magically. There's like a whole 
central garden area where naked humans right. run around terrifiedly hiding while they're torn apart by giant birds of prey. Yeah, it's like some <laughs> some horrible imitation of the Garden of Eden. Yeah, exactly. Where everything yeah. hates you. If you can pick the two apples off of the tree, maybe you'll get to get out. But you're not going to get to pick the apples off the tree. That's not going to fucking happen. What if uh, if we want to lean to the redemptive aspect? Like, what if each gate takes you to a different section? And so, like, basically, you have to live through, like, every bad thing that humanity has done to the world. Okay. Like, you just have to experience every single bit. And then once you get to the end, like, over millennia of just, like, you know, 100 years choking, 100 years burning. Yeah, just over and over and over, mm-hmm. you get to the end. Uh, what then? Reboot? New Earth? New Earth, where hopefully well, I think that, the spirit knows better? I think that if mm-hmm. Merlin had established this, right, mm-hmm. then wouldn't there be some people who had already gotten to the end by our time? It's been 2,000 or so years. No, I think a lot well, more... We were riffing on Sisyphus at the start of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you start over. Um, I, I like to think that uh, it really ramps up how many people it intakes as we do more and more damage to the world. Mm-hmm. Like it, it grows more powerful and starts swallowing up more souls. Because more people are complicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. More people mm-hmm. are judged complicit because you're consuming products now and shit like that. Whereas before it was like, okay, if you chop down a tree, yada, yada. Well, and like there was like more of a sense of stewardship too. Like, like yeah, as a prof- like forestry is about right. Like if you chop down a tree, plant another one. Uh. Here's here's something. It's kind of scaring me thinking about. Uh, because yeah, Dan was talking earlier about um how there could be a watershed. It could be a watershed moment where like the earth couldn't recover, right? Well, there could be a shed filled with water in the prison where people drown. Yeah, yeah there could be. That could happen. Whoa. Uh, for sure. But if let's let's say there's a future where all the humans on the planet just die from climate change, mm-hmm. right? Let's say they're all in green hell. No, so 2050. Yeah, eh, it's a little conservative, but let's say that there's two possibilities that could happen there. Either over time, I don't know how long it'll take, the Earth recovers, or it just it doesn't. If it's the second one. Let's say we're talking about uh, the uh, the players going through this, and like I don't guess fighting their way through hell. Um, get to the end of this, and they they meet the kami, and and the kami's like, well, I was you know, I was gonna honor the agreement, and I really would like to, um, because you guys have really redeemed yourselves, but and then he show and he shows you the earth as it is right now. Which is completely blasted. It looks like Mars. <laughs> <laughs> this is really the most optimistic setting that we've come up with so far. I like the downer ending. Yeah, the comedy's like nothing I can do. But so, what the hell does he I, do? I think no. I think the downer ending doesn't make a lot of sense though, because he's a he draws his magic from nature, right? If there were no yeah, but- Earth or nature, he he wouldn't be able to keep the prison. All the elements of it, I think, cogent or moving. Well, maybe the dream of nature is all that's left. Is this reflection? Maybe he doesn't want to let people out because mm-hmm. if humans all die from climate change, what you're actually going to be looking at is like a green resurgence. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, we talk about the Earth recovering, not recovering. I think it will recover. Yeah, there will be uh, life after us. A lot of it. 
Yeah, it's just um, if you imagine the Earth cares about all of its species and everything that has evolved over hundreds of millions of years, like it would still really care about that being wiped out. It would still feel the loss, even if long term it'll mm-hmm. grow more. What if this commie's a dick and he promises Merlin, he's like, yeah, you know, if some humans prove themselves worthy in the test or whatever, I'll, I'll let them out and they can repopulate the Earth after humans have died. But he doesn't actually want to do that. Because he gets much more power now the more nature there is. Huh. So you fight the Kami at the end. Oh yeah, you do. You yeah. you learn your lesson by destroying an aspect of the earth. <laughs> this is just punching him very hard. <laughs> you undo the entire narrative. <laughs> no, you just beat him into submission. Yeah, it's James yeah. Cameron's avatar, but the good guys win. Yeah. <laughs> The dogs turn on him. <laughs> the commie's just like the warden from Holes who drives around in his car and he's revealed to be the bully all along and he's revealed to be powerless and you fucking... Anyway. I'm on a Holes <laughs> kick. Is that Holes or is that Harry Potter? I don't... What? The... Oh, okay. Now I get it. I'm just, th- when you say Holes, all I think of is Sploosh. That's all I think of. Think of people eating peaches and like gym socks or whatever that was. Peaches and onions? It was peaches and onions that had been stored in jars for like 150 yeah. years. God, that's gross. Bloosh. Well, boys, we made green hell. We made eco hell. <laughs> the uh, only thing you get to eat in green hell is sploosh. That's it. <laughs> Three meals a day. Oh, yeah, the food. That's another aspect of hell. I don't think they should get to eat. They're just hungry no, all the time. No, but you have, you get super hungry, but then you, like, eat food that's been poisoned. You eat, uh, like, blackened soot food. Just stuff that's, like, totally void of nutritional content. God damn, like, this, this setting is the... <laughs> it's hell. I think yeah. I, the hair setting, this has displaced it as the most grim dark. Because uh, yeah. it is hell. Yeah, you have to lean in that part. Yeah. Uh, and uh, kids, this is why you should recycle so you don't go to green hell and get tortured for all eternity. <laughs> no yeah, no kids listen to this show. Climate change activism. <laughs> it's not too late, guys. You can uh, get involved and save the planet, but we have about eight years to get our stuff together. Uh, join a sunrise movement or citizens climate lobby near you. Dude, okay. I'm joining the sundown movement. I'm voting for Joe Biden. Someone's gonna that. listen to this in, <laughs> in 2029 and be like, wait a second, Earth burn money. Uh, well, uh, guys, that's our show. If you like the episode, you can subscribe to us on the podcasting service of your choice to get new episodes every other Saturday. And uh, if you're feeling up to it, go ahead and write us a five star review on iTunes. That's right, uh, lie about how good we are and share us with friends who enjoy world building. It's really gonna help us out. Uh, our artist courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor. You can find her on Twitter at Jovial Paradox. And you can tweet at us too at Lorelads. Or send us, you know, some good old hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building. <laughs>